This episode originally aired January 12th, 2021 on the Single Soul Circle podcast under the Anecdotes series. Welcome to Anecdotes, a podcast where we hear from aunts who are making a difference in their nieces and nephews' lives and who are learning life lessons along the way. Hear new ideas about how you can connect with your nieces and nephews and become the favorite aunt. I'm your host, Heidi Fry. We have Shoshana Leon, aka Aunt Show, joining us on the podcast today. She's going to share more about her experiences with her nieces and nephews. She has a nephew who's 13 and two nieces, one who's 11 and one who's eight. Thanks for being here today, Aunt Show. What have been some of your favorite experiences with your nieces and nephews? Well, I think it's just for me because, you know, I don't have kids. I'm single. Uh, it's been like such an amazing experience to have the nieces and nephews because it's the closest thing I'm going to have to a kid. And, and, you know, it is like it's it's your blood, you know, so it's like kind of exciting that it's somebody, you know, in your family and you have these, you know, these kids in your life that are not your kids, but they're pretty close to being your kids. They're your family. And my sister's always been really like she's not a very like protective kind of mother. She really, you know, lets me hang out with them and do what I want with them and all of that. But kind of like you also, uh, I don't live in the same town as them. So when I see them, it's kind of a nice treat. I usually see them around um, certain Jewish holidays like Hanukkah. You know, we just had Thanksgiving. Um, I'll see them. One thing that's really special is we do a lot of family vacations. So we've had the opportunity to do a lot of cruises. Um, they came here for their fall break recently and got to do a lot of activities. Uh, so we have a lot of, I think, fam- very special like family memories of uh, vacations and cruises and things like that. So I think that's been really nice. Yeah, that's really neat. I know I really enjoy going on those vacations with my nieces. And it's nice that they include me because they could just be like, oh, you know, this is our own little family. But it's really nice, I think, when they can include you in that. And what impact have they had on your life? Um, Like I said, because I'm single, I don't have kids. It's just been really great to see them grow up from being babies. And it's, it's different now because the teenage years are a little challenging, especially for like, I don't relate that well to a teenage boy. Um, But just having the it's been really special having the opportunity to see them grow up from like, you know, being the smallest babies and seeing them, you know, I've been with them every step of their life, even though I don't live in the same town, I've seen them, you know, several times a year and seeing them like, grow into who, you know, kind of who they are and each develop their own like distinct kind of personalities and being with them through some of their like special moments in their life. I mean, sadly, I don't get to be there for all of them, like all their school plays and performances and things like that, you know, but we've celebrated a lot of special milestones, you know, when they were first born, I would go to like, I'd go to, they live in El Paso, which is not that far. Um, It's about a six hour drive, but I would go for every birthday party, you know, every event, and um, my nephew actually was supposed to have a bar mitzvah this year, but it didn't happen because of, of COVID, but he will have one. So just, you know, planning all these uh, special milestone events and things like that. So we do have a lot of kind of special memories. And I think it's a very, like, unique to be an aunt. You know, it's a very cool uh, thing to be because you're not their mom. You know, you get to hang out with them. You don't really have to discipline them. You don't really have to deal with, you know, some of the, you know, more, you know, less fun things. You get to kind of be a fun part of their life, especially when I only see them on occasion. So when we have the vacations and, you know, bring them gifts and, you know, uh, stuff like that. I mean, I think that's really a fun, a fun activity and fun to spend time with them. And what impact do you think you've had on their lives? I mean, I hope I hope I have an impact on their life. I'm very different 
than their mother, my sister, you know, so, you know, I like to spend a lot of time interacting with them. I'm the one who kind of like does fun stuff with them and um, got to, you know, spend a lot of time with them. So I really hope that I have, you know, a positive impact on their life and see like, you know, the two girls are kind of like, my sister's separated. So the two girls are kind of somewhat like feminist, you know, like girl power. And I think me being single and a a professional woman, and you know, all of that and independent, um, I hope that has like a good impact, you know, on the girls. And um, the nephew's at a difficult age being, you know, 13. And you know, he just wants to like be on his computer and play video games and be cool. And, you know, now he gets kind of funny, he kind of looks at me like now I'm not the cool aunt, I'd like to think I'm the cool aunt. But now he kind of looks at me um, <laughs> like I'm not the cool aunt anymore. Like he was complaining about me because I can't help it. I just look at him and I'm like, I remember when you were a baby in your tiny jean jacket, you know, and he's like, it shows really annoying you know he gives me a lot of that and then he'll be like mom tell that show not to talk about that you know like that kind of stuff so it's kind of funny that they're getting to this age but I just remember and it's funny because it always pops up on like Facebook memories and you see when they're like four years old and they were just like loved you so much and were so cute Um, but I just want to like be a constant presence in their life you know somebody who they can count on and um, that they'll always have a relationship with and one of my nieces has a phone, the older one. So I'm always like, you need to call me at least once a week and, and all of that. And I'm the one kind of who always tells them to like, say please and thank you and like have manners. And so I hope they remember some of that stuff. And, but they also know that they have an aunt that they can talk to. And it's kind of hard because they're still at somewhat of a young age, but when they get older, you know, I would like to have this kind of, you know, very um, good relationship with them. Like even now I'm hoping that um, the older girl, she goes to camp by herself, that she'll come visit me by herself. Like, I think that would be really fun. So I just want to be like a constant presence in their life and kind of remind them of certain things like being polite and being independent and things like that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think that's neat that you can be an example of, you know, being that independent woman and just showing them different life paths, I think is one of the neat parts. So it's not just like, okay, you have to grow up and get married and have a family and whatever. It's like, there's so many different directions that they can go. Right. Like, like you, they come visit me like I live in my own house, you know, I have my own life, my own career. And so for them, it's something kind of, I think, different than what they would normally experience and see. But my sister, uh, my parents live in the same town as my sister, and they're all very close. And they get to see my parents a lot, which is, I think, really nice. So I think we have a good, you know, a good family dynamic. But I feel very close to them. Like when I see them, you know, I feel like no time has passed. And they're just kind of like my my kids in a way, you know, so it's, uh, it's kind of nice to have that type of relationship that I think you could you know, that you get from a, a family member. So do you ever see yourself in them? I used to always think that they look like me. Like every time I saw a picture, I'd be like, they look exactly like me. And, you know, I would, th- I would think that they look like me and they, they really don't. But I think there's some little, you know, they get our side of the family. So I see some things like I'll see like blue eyes or I'll see something that reminds me or like an expression or something. Uh, but it really is my sister, but we're sisters. So we look alike. Um, but I think in terms of like, personality I do see some parts of me because I think they are um, they have kind of like a little bit of sass and they're kind of like and they're kind of funny you know they're kind of witty but I think it's more they get a lot of things from the family and being around my parents and being around my sister so I think they pick up a lot of the uh, you know the kind of the family dynamic and uh, you know some of the family traits and some of the like our family's kind of like a funny sarcastic family and I see that they pick that up so I do see them. I mean, I see they, they pick up a lot of behaviors from their mother. I see that. But I do see parts of me in them. And, um, you know, I hope to continue that, especially when they get older. I think it'll be it'll become a lot more interesting. 
Yeah. My sister would always joke that she gave birth to her siblings because she thought her son really acts a lot like my brother and her daughter oh, acts funny. like me. So she's like, oh, no, it's like payback because she was like the oldest sister. So oh, yeah, kind of like, we're still with you. You can't get rid of us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's a lot of fun. It is fun. What have you learned from your nieces and nephew? Well, one thing I've learned, especially lately, like the way that we grew up was so different from the way that they grow up. I mean, they have access to every device. They have access to so many things. Some of the stuff they say is very shocking to me, um, you know, but they learn. I'm like, where'd you learn that? And they'll be like TikTok, you know, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but I have <laughs> never been on it. But, you know, uh, <laughs> but things like that and how much information they have access to. But also it's kind of interesting, I think, because the world that we're in, they grow up very like understanding of things. Like even at a young age, they talk about like, you know, uh, sexuality and like you know equality and like making sure that people are treated right and that you know it's okay to be different and you know they have a lot of that which I think you know when we were younger maybe it wasn't as open as it is now but because everything's so out there in the open you know like and dealing with some of these like racial issues and political issues I feel like they're very um they're just it's nice to see the young age they're so open like I'm kind of shocked they talk about stuff like you know, some of the stuff they mentioned, I'm, I'm, I can't believe it. But at the same time, they're talking about it in a very, you know, good way. They never they don't talk about things in a bad way. They don't, they're not prejudiced. They're not they're just very open and about, you know, different, you know, somebody's they'll mention someone's like bisexual or pansexual, some of the stuff, I don't even know what they're talking about, to be frank. But the fact that they know, and they're open, and they talk about these things. And, you know, my sister really is like, just, you know, she's like, it's okay, whatever you guys think, it's okay, you know, just so they know that they can talk to her about these things. But there's so much information out there for a kid to have access to, and to learn about and to see online and TikTok and, you know, all these different channels and, and all of that. So it's, uh, it's pretty, you know, we didn't grow up with the internet, you know, like they do. So it's just like a whole nother can of worms and access to but I just I'm really impressed with how, you know, the stuff they know at their age, I think is a little much, but they're so you know, understanding and tolerant. And, you know, there's no, they're not racist. They're not against anyone. They're just like very open minded kids, which I think is really good. Yeah, my eight year old was talking about the elections and things like that. I'm like, Oh, my gosh, (laughs) like, did I even know what that was when I was eight? Right? (laughs) Exactly. It's so true. Some of the stuff they say, you know, like you said, how do they know at eight years old about an election? Or how do they know about some of the stuff they talk about to me is really like, uh, deep and I'm like how do they even understand any of this but you know like I said they hear it from they have access to the internet they have you know their friends they have um, you know different like I said different social media out there so I think they have a lot of access to information so I feel like it's important but um, I just think that they're the way that they're growing up being so open and tolerant and open to people's differences and like accepting everything and I think is really is really good. Mm-hmm. During these COVID times of physical distancing and living in another state from your nieces and nephew, what are some of the creative ways that you stay in touch with them? Well, it's been really hard for them because where they live, nobody's gone back to school at all. So they've really been home with my sister all the time. And so I think that's been very uh, difficult for them and for her and the little one, you know, being eight years old or she's seven, she can't really focus on her work. And she's always like, you know, like looking away from the camera and doing other stuff and so I think she's had, my sister's had a really hard time with doing that. We have managed to actually, like one thing we always do, we always um, see each other for Jewish holidays. So I went home for a couple of different Jewish holidays. I went home for Thanksgiving. 
Um, but like I said, I do try, I try to send them things like I'll send them activities that they can do. Um, I'll send them fun things like they like to bake. I'll send them things that they can bake. Probably of the three of the kids, a niece who's 11 is best on the phone, a preteen girl being good on the phone, you know, just like we were back mm-hmm. in the day. But she, um, so we, you know, we kind of talk on the phone. I always say, you have to call me once a week. And, um, you know, it's pretty like, she'll FaceTime me and, you know, show me something she's working on and talk about school. So I feel like we've kept up our relationship pretty good. And, um, you know, we've and just using the technology, just like we are right now. I mean, I think using the technology has been really, uh, really helpful. But also, we've still, despite the pandemic, we've maintained the ability to see each other for special occasions. And um, it's been good, you know, we and we follow all the proper protocols. Like I just went there for Thanksgiving, I did not leave their house for four days at all. Um, you know, and I took a COVID test before I went. So I think, you know, um, we've still been able to uh, keep up with the technology and talking on the phone and FaceTiming, but also having no time for the family visits like we normally would. In fact, I feel like I've seen them more during this COVID time than I do normally because they came here for their spring break and I just went there for Thanksgiving. So I feel like we've seen each other a lot and we keep in really good touch and all of that, which is uh, very important. What advice would you have to other ants to become the favorite ant? To become the favorite ant. I mean, I feel like I straddle the line between, they used to call me ant boot camp because I'm always always the one who was like, <laughs> you know, say please, say thank you, dude. Like there's certain things that I don't tolerate just probably because I live alone and I'm not used to being around kids and I'm a little like set in my ways of certain things, but there's things that I just don't tolerate. So I'm ant boot camp. But I think one thing, you know, the moms, I think like get tired of, you know, doing certain activities with them because they're so tired from running the house and doing the laundry and the cooking. So I'm kind of the, and I think one thing is really engaging with them in the activities that they like. Um, You know, my mom always is like, they have so many activities they want to do with you. And I'm like, oh God. But like when I just went home, like we had a whole bunch of, you know, we built a kaleidoscope. Like my mom is very good at going out and buying them toys, but hands-on activities. So I think you know, find an activity they like. Like when my nephew was younger, my God, he loved Legos. He was obsessed with Legos. The house is filled with Lego White House, Lego buildings, Lego Buckingham (laughs) Palace. I mean, he did, he was at like a very advanced Lego. And so I would do them with him, you know? And so I think just like, you know, doing the activities that they like with them. So, cause you know, a lot of times they're like, mom, I want to do this with you. And the, you know, the mom's too busy, can't do it. So I'm kind of the one, I do a lot of activities. Like we do a lot with the girls, We'll do a lot of baking. Um, we'll do a lot of, uh, we made a little like Oreo gingerbread house, you know, those kind of things. So I think doing the hands-on type of activities that maybe other people wouldn't, you know, their mom or somebody might not do with them, I think is kind of a nice a nice thing to do. So I know you're a foodie and you also have a blog called Foodie Fauxchal. So how do you introduce your love of food with your nieces and nephew? Um, I feel like they're not, they're not the most, um, adventurous eaters type things, but I think, um, you know, I do try to, you know, incorporate that if they come here, I'll bring them to some of my favorite restaurants. Of course, I'm more of like, I like more high end stuff, so I'm not going to bring them there, but I try to introduce them, uh, to some of the local flavors when they come here. And, um, you know, so some of that kind of thing, but they're, uh, you know, they're very typical kid type eaters, but the one who's seven is a little bit more adventurous and she'll at least, you know, try things. And, um, you know, like I said, we do a lot of, uh, they really like to do a lot of baking and like decorating of cookies and things like that. So, I mean, they, they definitely know that I'm a foodie and, you know, whenever I'm there or they're here, you know, going out to eat is definitely part of the, uh, the experience. And, you know, they do their thing at the Cheesecake Factory, but then I'll take them somewhere a little bit more fun in Phoenix so they could experience a little bit of our kind of like local food. So, yeah. 
Yeah, my 14-year-old likes crabs, so we'd always go to the angry crab oh, when nice. she's here. That's kind of our big fun thing to do. So, yeah. yeah. So she's a little bit adventurous. Yeah, that that is pretty adventurous for, for a teenager. <laughs> but I think it's kind of fun also to share those experiences, like the places you know. You know, they know, like you said, be the favorite aunt. Like the treat is I'll take them to an ice cream shop or something like that. That'll be or the place where, you know, they have the edible cookie dough or something like that. I mean, I think just taking them to special places and making a special experience, you know, with you and them. Like I said, I think it'd be really cool if at some point my niece who's old enough could come here and visit and just, you know, her and me hang out because uh, usually she, she doesn't come here by herself. She comes with her mother. So I think having those experiences would be a really fun. So hopefully we'll get to do that after this COVID biz. Yeah. Have you been able to see yours? I haven't. It's been a year. So it's oh my God. a little bit rough. Where do they live? So they're in Illinois, so it's made it a little bit tougher. The only reason I really got they live they live in El Paso, which is like I don't it's like a COVID epicenter. It's like horrific, but at the same time they've gone nowhere because they don't have school. You know, schools are closed. Um, but I feel like if we had a fly, I probably wouldn't have seen them if if um, flying was the only way I could see them. The only way I've been able to see them is because it's only a six hour drive. So that's why I've had been able to. Otherwise, like if they lived in Illinois, I wouldn't have been able to see them for a year, and that'd be really hard because you know they change so much. They're they grow up, but also yeah. like their mannerisms. And it's just like shocking the stuff they're into, you know, like this, like my niece is 11 and she was really into the office. I'm like, why are you into, like, I, this is like a kid thing. A lot of middle school kids are into it. I'm like, why are you into the office? You've never worked in an office. The material is completely inappropriate. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand why you're into that. And now she's like, like she watched every episode. She had them all memorized. I'm like, had, she's like, I'm watching The Office again. I'm like, why are you? I don't even understand why you like this. But she really liked it. She had like every like Dunder Mifflin like sweatshirts and all this stuff. And now it's Harry Potter. So, which I get, understand a little bit more, but she's very into Harry Potter. So, but they all have their things that they, it's kind of fun. And I'm sure you've seen this too, growing up, all the different phases they go through from like, you know, the door of the explorer to like growing up to more, you know, slightly more mature things. And then, you know, all of a sudden getting a little, you know, they liked Frozen and now they're getting a little, you know, Harry Potter and, and all of that. So they just, you kind of see them like advance over time and you try to stay on top of it, but it's not easy, you know? Yeah. Have they been into slime at all? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. They've been into slime. <laughs> Have you made slime? <laughs> I hate it, but my mom kind of let my niece set up a little workshop in her basement. And so she had like probably like 50 different containers of slime. And she'd always be like, here, try this one. And like, uh. Did we? I don't even feel like we had slime in our day. Like, I don't recall slime, but like, they're totally into slime. Yeah. My mom, like I said, she'll go out and buy, like, I found a slime kit. And it's just like, a horrible mess and it's just like it's all in like your fingers and it's in like every crack and crevice of the table and the rug like you never get rid of it but yes there was a big slime phase i i think it's over there's kind of a a barbie thing going on now so like um you know the kids they have a giant barbie house and of course i mean i was totally into that um it's kind of fun and they love like every barbie outfit and barbie shoes you know so but back to what i was saying you know even now they're like they want like a you know the african-american barbie they want like the Barbie who's a doctor, like they want, you know, they're very like, that's what they ask for, for, for Hanukkah and stuff like that. So, but it's hard to like get them gifts, you know, it's getting to be Hanukkah and Christmas and all that. I don't even know what to get them because, you know, their taste change so quickly and from what they want from when maybe they like Barbie now, but maybe they won't like it again. They used to like princesses. Maybe they don't anymore. Uh, but my niece, for some reason, who's 12, 11 is really into candles. I don't know why. So I got her a bunch of stuff from like Bath and Body Works. So it's just like these weird things that they like. So you kind of have to 
stay on top of it because it changes very rapidly, you know, of, uh, of what they like and what kind of things you can get them and, and all of that. And it's impossible to shop for a 13 year old boy. I'll tell you that. Like, I have no idea what to, to get this kid. He just really wants to play video games and, and all of that. But so that's kind of difficult, but the girls are a little more fun. I know I get lazy a lot of times and just send them money. <laughs> and especially if I'm not going to be there, then I feel kind of like, well, I don't even get to see you open it. So here, take some money. I give them gift cards or money, but I'd, I'd rather give them a gift. But you know, it's hard to, I'd rather give them something tangible. But then like, what if they don't like it? A lot of times I feel like I send them things in their, and their interest wanes pretty quickly. So, you know, I'll give them something. And then I'm like, why did I just do that? You know? Um, so I do sometimes give them like a gift card. But uh, I asked my sister kind of what they're into and all that. But she was really going crazy for candles. So I, I got her some candles and I thought that would be good. But yeah, it's, it's, I think kids are, you know, they can be hard to shop for because their interests change so much as they grow and you can't really always stay on top of it. But they love it. They love a good gift card. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about being an aunt? Um, just that it's been like a really fun journey from, I mean, I was there not when they were born, but I mean, my nephew was born six weeks early. I remember my mom called me. I was at work at Honeywell. My mom called and she's like, today's Daniel's birthday. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought she was crazy. And he was born six weeks early. And literally the next day, I like packed up my car and drove and saw him. And he was in the, he was premature and he was in the NICU for like, you know, a couple of weeks. And so I was there for all of that. But then I got to be there, like, you know, while he was a baby. And of course, he hates when I bring this up now. But you know, for all of them, when they were babies, you know, I was with them a lot. And, you know, seeing them transition from they're so cute, you know, and they love you so much when they're babies. Now I'm like, they still like me The seven year old loves me. But the older one is like, you're so annoying at show, you know, I get a lot of that, like, don't ask me those questions, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. But like, you know, just seeing them evolve so much over you know over time like from being babies to like being like the seven-year-old is still cute but I'm thinking to myself when is she going to turn you know and be more of like a sassy <laughs> a sassy tween kind of thing but um it's just been like a really fun journey I think just to see them grow up and change and what they're into and I look forward to like I think it's awesome that you have you know niece or nephew in their 20s like that would be so cool um to kind of be able to relate to them on that level and you know talk to them about those things. And so I think when they're little, they're so cute. When they're older, it's probably fun. Right now, the two older ones are kind of in that middle phase. So I'm still trying to, uh, you know, get used to that for them being like really young, being like, I love that show. And now they're like, come on, that show, you know, so it's like, it's just like a whole nother <laughs> feeling, but I, I feel like they'll grow out of it. But I do feel like, you know, we have a really good relationship, because I've been like a really consistent presence in their lives, you know, seeing them several times a year, since they've been born. So you know, I feel, I feel like, and I feel like it's a kind of like a privilege to be an aunt, you know, cause it's not your kid, but you really get to be very close to, um, some children, which is not something that you would normally do. So I feel like it's a privilege and, um, you know, for the most part, I think it's really fun. I learn a lot from it and I hope they do too, but I, you know, I just look forward to more when they're growing up and we can have more of like a, you know, kind of an, you know, mature relationship, but it's still, you know, every time I see them, I get very excited to see them. They get very excited to see me. So, um, I think that's good. I love that you said it's a privilege to be an aunt. That's a great word to describe it. I know I feel very lucky to be an aunt every day. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Aunt Show, and sharing all of your wonderful experiences with your nieces and nephew. Thank you for listening to Anticdotes. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episodes. 
And also join us on our Facebook group to talk with other ants. You can join that group at facebook.com slash groups slash anecdotes. That's spelled A-U-N-T-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email me at anecdotes at gmail.com.